August is Poetry Month, a national initiative from Red Room Poetry designed to increase access to poetry in all its forms for all audiences. Hello, my name is David Stavanger. I'm the lead producer of Poetry Month at Red Room Poetry, as well as Mad Poetry, which showcases lived experience voices. I'd like to acknowledge I'm coming to you from Dharawal land in the beautiful Illawarra. And today's episode of Line Break, it is my absolute honor to feature poets and poems through the thematic lens of poetic lifelines, exploring the idea of poetry existing as connection beyond the page. As Mohammed Awad, who has been a mad poetry facilitator and commissioned poet, says, Poetry is about freedom and its survival. Poetry, for me, was life-saving. I think that's a sentiment that resonates with a lot of people in terms of the art form. The idea of poetry existing beyond lines, beyond the page, beyond stages. A lot of what is written in poetry is unspoken between lines. And it's an art form that can explore those things we're unwilling or unable to express often directly and in doing so opening up conversations and possibilities within multiple communities and our day-to-day connection in what it is to be human. Some of these poems I've selected, which come across a multiplicity of projects from Red Room, do explore at times difficult issues I want to foreground that up front, but they do it with wisdom, earned wisdom, at times ragged beauty, and ultimately use poetry to say the unsaid and go beyond the limits of cognition, fact, and science to take poetry to a place that offers us a way back into ourselves, a way back into a greater sense of belonging, and also to disturb things. Poetry is a lifeline to me when it is willing to inhabit places of discomfort and then invite us in there and give us a vessel in which to exist in those spaces and conversations. I hope you enjoy the poems and enjoy is a word that has many layers. I hope you enjoy the poems across this episode of Line Break and in your own way, find a poetic lifeline in some of these pieces. The first poet I'm going to share with you today is Andy Jackson. For me, one of our leading contemporary poets who won the Prime Minister's Literary Awards for Poetry last year in 2022, but their work goes way beyond the limits of prize culture. This is a poet always willing to voice a perspective of people who are marginalized or sidelined in some way, and also to foreground vulnerability and tenderness while examining issues in our community that a lot of us often sidestep. 
And in this particular poem, which really illustrates some of those qualities, Altamath, Andy has been commissioned for Poetry Month 2023 and came back with a poem that delves directly into suicidality and the growing issue of suicide and people thinking about self-harm and in particular amongst males in this country. This poem goes way beyond the statistics and is willing to explore this in ways that I think open up conversations tenderly while also allowing us to be part of the conversation, which we all need to be. This is Andy Jackson with Altamath. This poem is called Altamath for the 60 people who suicide in Australia each week, 45 of whom are men. The rope ought to have frayed and unspun into a cloud of seed threads, the branch being split by sudden grievous lightning, the tree imploded in an outburst of splinters, black hole in an ordinary backyard. You wanted the suffering to end, but instead it was dispersed, redistributed to family, friends, neighbours, the first responders. When it happened, the fence between our houses could have shot up and obscured the sight. We might have gone for a longer walk, a meandering drive down a scenic road, or simply stayed inside the next all day. I've chosen for this episode drawn, is Kobe D, oblivious, a Gamilaroi artist from Sydney South who has a distinct and innate gift of storytelling, became immense with and disappeared, landing and in our chest. People. And is one of the most what right new do I have to speak of you, to turn this experience, this a knife piece, with no models, handle or blade, into a poem? What right do I have to be silent? Was originally a song. A million confessions, tangled questions to ought to spill out of the mouths of a thousand men. Where has the cave really in my chest come from? What happened to the sky? Who will hold me? Mental health really... Employers might be more generous with sick leave, confusion leave, alienation leave, doctors, researchers, bureaucrats, social workers, friends, all of us might know better how to respond to chronic pain, to rootless grief, that feeling of being a body locked out of the living world. Ambulance might have moved on to the next house and the next and the next and the rest until the town was smothered with sirens, a fire blanket, a rageful compassion, an army of patient listening. But there is only this quietness, the sharp edges of question marks tucked deep into the postures of friends and strangers. Your gift. Dr. Saba Vasefi is a multi-award-winning scholar, journalist, poet and documentary filmmaker and is also Red Room Poetry's writing and resistance editor. I first encountered Saba's work around six years ago and was immediately struck by the strength of voice and imagery and lyricism both on page and stage and the way she explores explores issues of displacement and state-sanctioned violence 
and the full breadth of the refugee experience. Sabra is a humanitarian as much as she is a poet. Two things I don't think you can really separate. This poem is titled The Portable Home. It was actually commissioned as part of Red Room Shadow Catchers project in partnership with the Art Gallery of New South Wales, an ekphrastic commission where Sabo was required to respond poetically to an exhibition. I've travelled the clouds to change the sky's mood, but it stays unmoved. I want to bring the moon to the ground. Within me, I would fashion a portable home. Wherever I go, I live nowhere. Between the inhale and exhale of my expatriate breath, I ask God to lift his feet so I can mop under my desk. He was my prison, but I'm always a woman with a body in wilderness. Not a prisoner in a tent. Next up is the Canberra poet Andrew Galan, who is both a brilliant experimental and absurdist writer and long-term Star Wars enthusiast. This poem, Enjoy Rides in Police Cars, was originally selected as part of the Disappearing Project at Red Room, which was an open call out for poems about things that have gone missing or are no longer there or absence across the country. And in this case, it explores the absence or the lack of presence in some ways of a father who has specific mental health issues and also very much intersects with the Mad Poetry Project at Red Room as well. This is Enjoy Rides and Police Cars by Andrew Galan. Dad was certified dead Christmas Day. Septicemia mixed by schizophrenia, alcohol and restraint in Long Bay Maximum Security Psychiatric Hospital. Mum didn't tell that he aimed imaginary guns at people in Strathfield Plaza, shooting down shopper after shopper with pointed finger. Instead, how he never paid business tax, imported musical instruments, Australia's first electric accordions. He claimed, losses, bought a mansion, got caught by the ATO, said he was dobbed in three times, was a dog barking under dining table. Not a good beast, had bloody teeth, his, hers. Mum didn't mention that, rather, his attempt to give a lawyer a fender, Stratocaster for payment, it was returned, accrued security, to follow him around family court, into lifts, where he asked his wife, why? When you threaten the judge, don't do it when one's been shot dead, she advised, with plainclothes guard, as part of questioning. I drew brontosaurus, which have been uninvented then reinvented, and X and Y and hexagon fighters, lancing capital ships, space stations. No interest in good guys. More faceless mercenaries, giant machines, dark masters, true believers, who've entered the base. Hardly ever utter words. Breathe deep, try breathing, without Ventolin, 
couldn't speak, didn't respond well to questioning, enjoyed rides in police cars. Turn the lights on. You can look in strange places for fathers, and you don't always grow out of it. The final poet I've selected for this episode of Line Break is Grace Tame, best known for being a former Australian of the Year and for the Grace Tame Foundation. When Red Room took on the task of creating Poetry Month as a platform for poetry in 2021, one of our key goals was to broaden the idea of who connects with poetry, who reads poetry, who writes poetry, including commissioning public figures that have shown a love for the art form in some way. Grace was one of these people who, and one of our first commissions, and the poem that she sent through to us, Hard Pressed, immediately struck us with her willingness to distill down her experiences in the media, which were vast, and her relationship with mainstream media in Australia. This poem is biting, it's direct, it has a steeliness to it that makes one feel when reading and listening to it that not a single word has been wasted. I really hope Grace writes more poetry. I'm sure she is. This is Grace Tame, Hard Pressed. Hello, I'm Grace Tame, coming to you from Nipaluna on the island of Lutruita, reading my poem Hard Pressed for Poetry Month. The same eyes that fix on us were closed before. The same ears that eavesdrop were shut before. The hounds sniffing for blood now cared not when we were bleeding. All of them, once satisfied by tasteless comments, suddenly hungry for flesh, signalling absolute feelings on second-hand stories they haven't lived. And that's the rub, or lack thereof, a lack of feeling. The unscathed are most scathing, insensitive or just senseless. How funny it is that we call them the press. The untouched, the out of touch, poking and prodding and demanding we put on a show, but expecting us to pay, expecting us to play, saying, be the perfect victim, the expert the counsellor. Tell us about being exploited while we exploit you because you are ours. We need you. We own you. You are sensational. We've come to the end of another line break. It's been such a pleasure sharing these poetic lifelines with you. Line Break is a poetic podcast for Red Room's Poetry Month and you've been listening to David Stavanger, the lead producer of Poetry Month and Mad Poetry, exploring lived experience voices in the mental health space.
August is Poetry Month, a new national initiative designed to increase access to poetry of all kinds for all audiences. Presented by Red Room Poetry, we're celebrating contemporary poets and publishers from the 1st to the 31st of August with a newly commissioned poem, reflection and writing prompt from some of the country's leading artists. Tune in to hear from poets, authors, spoken word artists, musicians, playwrights and more. Check out the full Poetry Month program online at redroompoetry.org. Portrait of a gender queer on fire. Addicted to the sunset after burning, I gather with my cousins and lover and Gawanda, swimming close, pushing Jalam against the rocks. My lover is in the high tide of language. She keeps me on my toes. Do all queers feel like sunset is the safest light? the covering of emerging night. Queer with a K-W instead of a Q-U because fuck the Commonwealth. This sea is a seminal queer text, the way it soaps against the mangroves and my ankles. I'm teaching her to swim because I need my kin to be ready for the story of the storm. Smoke particles in the atmosphere make the sky this colour. Sometimes our thighs smudge with fire, blood and earth. I'm Anna Spargo-Rhone and this is dust. There is no water. Outside the ground is dust. A man takes the animals to another red and grey plot. He watches their fleece rot. He watches the flies come. He shoots the sheep. Their faces are meals for the birds. Four little girls lie in one bed. Their mother is singing a lullaby she knows. Her own mother sang it to her in the rain. While she sings, she touches all the small toes. One, two, three, four, five toes. Four, five, six, seven, eight feet. The man comes home. He finds his wife. The daughters are sleeping. He grabs his wife's jaw. His grip opens her mouth. She stands in the bedroom with her mouth open and her body open. He feeds her the dust from the animals. He feeds it to her with his fists. The littlest one snaps open her eyes. They are all of the whites around a blue hazel moon. He blinks and she blinks. The animals are eating the dust. When they have finished eating the dust, they are the dust. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's Charmaine Paper Talk Green in Geraldton, Western Australia, and I want to read my poem um, etched in my mind for you in this um, session. Etched in my mind. I'm still thinking about you, mother, slapping me awake 40 years on, new space-time moving that away, carried miles across country to me, her daughter, blood, her hopes. I close my eyes and see Yagu. I could feel the love hugs to be etched in my mind. Walgajan mana, Walgajan mana. My faith is in our ancestors. We carried it forward for the Nyalu black woman. Storytellers would emerge. Our many matriarchs made us. 
a woman's daily dance for good. I crouch in your shadow of awesomeness, but you still add records to monitor your life. No dissolving and disappearing for everyone. Like a young mother carrying her baby, you carried and carried. Powerful energy in and is me. We can stand our ground because of her. Charmaine, Paper Talk, Green and Geraldton. See ya. How you doing, everyone? My name is Luke Curry Richardson, also known as Bala Luke on the socials. And I am coming to you from Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. And I'd like to pay my respects to the elders past, present, and my peers who will be our future elders and leaders. Uh, I'm a very proud Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander man, storyteller. My father's side, I'm a Kukyalanji Jabakai man, also a Miriam man from the Torres Straits. My mother's side, I'm a Mananjali and Bachelor Fala. The title of my poem is called Black Love. B-L-A-K-L-O-V-E. I want that type of black love, like the first steps on your traditional country and the first breaths of the traditional air. You just know you belong. Words can't explain that level of comfort, but you know you're being looked after and you can be yourself on these lands. Oh, that type of black love, like you bring the damper out the coals and you know it's just right. I want that type of black love to take over me like a smoking ceremony, cleansing me and healing me. Lead the way all around me, in my face so it can ground me. Sometimes it gets in your eyes and tears fall, but it's never for long. It's always healing, the smell of safety and healing, the feeling of welcoming. Oh, that type of black love, like, I need to ask you who's your mob, and you ask mine, and I run to mum and dad just to double check if it's fine, which it is. Then I lay down my next black fella line on you. We ain't mob. I want that type of black love where black mob referred to us as black royalty, but we're just out here being carefree, black beauties doing our duties for the future of our black communities. I want that type of black love when I walk into a place with the brother boys and you're with the sister girls who know exactly what's going on and they'd be like, mm, mm, while unapologetically nudging you, trying to make you shame for everyone to see. I want that type of black love that helps heal our traumas, navigating this world, surviving the city life, or trying to reclaim, connect to the traditional ones as black people. I want that type of black love that goes into each other to go into our people. I want to walk hand in hand at protest as a wall of black strength, beauty and power, so we can both burn down these systems together. I want that type of black love where we plant the seed among the hate and gunpowder and outsprouts this black flower, sharing this country more black pride and power. I want that type of black love where I can go out and be this modern day warrior, then come home and surrender to my blackness where only you and I exist, finding peace in a melanated moment. I want that type of black love that sets an example for our jarjums and shows them that this type of black love exists. A poem for every day of the month in August. This is 30 and 30, presented by Red Room Poetry with the Community Radio Network as part of Poetry Month. Hi, my name's Nina, and this is my poem, it's called Makes You Stronger. 
A man once showed me around a share house and whenever he showed me a bad part, he said, but hey, makes you stronger. So yeah, the uh, sink pipes, they're rotten, but hey, makes you stronger. There's um, a leak like in the ceiling, but hey, makes you stronger. Oh, this is our uh, ornamental Yayoi Kusama wallpaper. Nah, just kidding. It's mold. But hey, makes you stronger. I am showing my inner child around the cabin on the ship of Theseus. That's a cute nickname I have for my carefully curated, ever-changing personality. Constantly under renovation, I refuse to throw out the broken bits. I hoard anything and everything that causes me any pain ever. A daily reminder to never get too happy. It's actually self-care to self-hate. I just let it all pile up, a hot, stinking mass rapidly filling the room. She watches as I jokingly gesture to it, like, look, Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Silence. Okay, I am going to deal with it soon, but I'm actually really busy with work and stuff right now. Like, I am adding a Guy Fieri buffet to the ship of Theseus. I am adding a big-ass water slide to the ship of Theseus. I am performing a poem that uses the phrase ship of Theseus as if I didn't just Google modern philosophical terms that will endear yourself to poets five minutes ago on the ship of Theseus. I am crashing into an iceberg and all I feel is relief. I'm in an Oedipal relationship with my inner child. When I grow up, I'm going to fuck me and then kill myself. Right now, I'm still floating down the river in a basket and the wicker is disintegrating, and the water is pouring in. But hey, hey, makes you stronger. G'day champions, my name's Nat from Nat's What I Reckon, and I'm a poetry lover and a proud ambassador of Poetry Month. I know you might not think that to look at me, but hey, life's full of surprises. Don't let that stressful book of really shit poems you wrote in your teenage years get you down. There's a chance to uncringe yourself. Get on your champion. See you out in the thick of it. Well, the books or the poems, you know, whatever. We all know what we're talking about. See ya. I see you in the bar window, shining so bright, with a seeming list of demands for entry tonight. This super cool bar ain't for no phonies, with a sign out the front that says, Good Vibes Only. Those are the rules. This is the law. I mean, I'd love a quiet drink, but I'm not so sure. But my vibe is quite right for this fancy bar. I've had a tough day. I even cried in my car. Maybe all that'll change if I just go inside. Or will I be found out by its watchful eye? Too bad. Piss off, says the neon sign. You are not welcome here with your incorrect vibe. Go clean yourself up and bring back better. Something to match the clientele and other trendsetters. For this is a bar where no one's sad or lonely. This is a bar where we have... Good vibes only. <laughs>